The signs of awakening are sprouting up across the Northwest, and no more so than amongst the two-fisted farmers and ranchers, a class of our people who have been hit especially hard by the filthy, lying Jews and their parasitical usury system. back this week we're bringing uh, a Robert Matthews Memorial show um, I know it's a little late <clears throat> but uh, we recorded a different show last week obviously so <clears throat> we wanted to release it after and um, you know this timing kind of sucks but it is what it is I mean we're, I plan on doing it before but uh you know, couldn't get to it until later. Jay Hayden and I both busy with work and other things, so obviously it took minutes. And uh, <clears throat> I don't even know exactly when this is going to get out because more than likely it'll take him another day or two. Hopefully it'll be up before the end of the week, so we'll see. Anyways, uh, let's uh, get right into it. And uh, <clears throat> like I said, this is a tribute to Bob. Uh, Robert J. Matthews, and also the Men of the Order, so <clears throat> we're going to start out with the very first song, and uh, first band, so the very first band is going to be Mosh Pit with their song Dawn, it is NSHC and Metalcore from Germany off the album Mirror of an Unbroken Faith, released in 2007 by Opus Records, um, so there you go. And then the next band is going to be Sonder Commando and Dur Durlinger and Ost Front with their song Bruder Schwingen. Uh, and that is RAC from Germany and is off the album Bruder Schwingen, released in 2013 by Opus Records, One People, One Struggle. And then the final song in this block is going to be Final War, Victory, or Death. M-A-R-R-A-C, and it was off the album We Speak the Truth, released in 2004 by Panzerfaust Records. So if you guys enjoy it, <clears throat> pretty good opening block to start out the show with, some kick-ass music, uh, kind of setting the pace for the rest of the show, so hopefully you guys will enjoy it, because it's really good music this week, and a really good uh, message, and way to honor our martyrs, and honor Robert Matthews himself, so we will see you folks on the other side. Hell the Order, Hell Robert Matthews, 88. The Order's revolution began on October 28, 1983, in this seedy section of Spokane, Washington, a place they felt represented everything wrong with America. Bob Matthews and three recruits held up this porn shop and made off with $369. For Bruce Pierce, it was an important first step. No, we didn't get much money, but it's better to start small and work your way up. If we can't take this first little step, then we might as well unpack our bags and go back home. Ten hearts, one beat. One hundred hearts, one beat. Ten thousand hearts, one beat. We are born to fight and to die and to continue the flow, the flow of our people. 
heute auserwählt worden, der Welt unsere Existenz zu verkünden. Sie werden Zeugen dessen, was heute hier geschieht. Und sie werden allen davon berichten. Alle Augen nach vorn. Ich muss jetzt schließen. After this, there is no turning back. Ich bin 
Schlacht für Schlacht ist es der Glaube, der uns führt. Für alle, die sich beugen und sich neigen, wir werden euch die Fäuste zeigen. An all die Schwachen und die Feigen, es kommt Leonas Rund. Brüder schweigen!
this uh, last song you just heard was, fuck, I gotta actually go look now, <clears throat> sorry folks, I had some issues with my YouTube, for some reason it's, uh, I think they deleted my channel or something, because I can't get it on my phone or nothing, so I'm assuming they deleted my channel, because it keeps saying I ain't got an internet connection, which I know is total bullshit, <clears throat> so I'll have to start a new goddamn channel just to fucking watch shit and be able to keep stuff, uh, you know, in your recommended list of stuff you want to see, even though fucking YouTube does their best to try to recommend garbage all the time. They want to fucking make sure they curtail you into whatever crap they can. I mean, the only thing that's really still decent on YouTube anymore is music that's still up there that managed to fly under the radar and got re-uploaded and they just haven't got around to taking it down again yet. Which I'm guessing they're probably going to do because my goddamn show was inactive for over a year. I haven't done the Wolfpack on at least a year. I haven't done a show, a live stream on YouTube and uploaded it, so no, I fucking did. Uh, but, you know, it is what it is. My guess is, is the wave of the future. You might have to start buying CDs and fucking DVDs and shit again, people. <laughs> Because it looks like they're going to be trying to get a crackdown ahead on it, trying to keep us from being able to disseminate our views out to the general public and make it so much easier for all these lazy Americans out there to just click on their computer and find it, you know. So we'll see. We shall see. I mean, obviously, they've been curtailing as much as possible and tried putting this on to smaller websites that don't get as much traffic is to say YouTube and uh, Facebook and Twitter and all that shit but at the same time I think all those alternative sites are growing because everything on shit like YouTube is so fucking bland and boring and you can't ever hear anything that ain't something you'd already hear on mainstream TV anyway so I'm sure there's plenty of people that seek out stuff like BitChute and Library TV and DLive and all the rest of that stuff so I wasn't even planning on talking about this. It just happened to happen because I'm pretty sure they deleted my YouTube channel. And, you know, it was my second channel. It was the backup. So, you know, and I can't upload anything because I've never upgraded my computer. Because I was just like, once they made it to where it was going to be more of a pain in the ass, I just figured, fuck it, it's not really worth it. Because I can, I can do other things. Like, I can just record this podcast. I don't have to do it live. I got help with that on recording that podcast, and then maybe at some point in the future, you know, I might record some stuff and put it on, but I'm probably going to need to get the website back up and running pretty soon is what it's looking like, <clears throat> so we'll see. All right, let me get to the songs and music, and then I'll talk some more about some other stuff, things that have been happening. Okay, very next block is going to be Max Resist and the Hooligans. <laughs> I mean, Max Resist and Hooligans, that was the name, name back then, which it's 14 words off of Renegade Youth, which was released in 1995. Anyways, all right, and then the next one is going to be RJM, which is an excellent song, and it's also from Max Resist and the Hooligans, as they originally were known now, and everybody just knows them as Max Resist, but it's the same band. They just dropped the end of Hooligans off sometime, I think, in the 90s. And then the final song is going to be another classic, 
Nordic Thunder with True Heroes, and that's RAC off the album Born to Hate, released in 1993 by Resistance Records, which with the RJM was also off of Renegade Youth. All right, so that's it for this uh, set. Sorry I rambled on so long about this stuff. I just had to tell everyone. I mean, even though probably nobody even watches that YouTube channel anymore because, like I said, I haven't uploaded nothing there for over a year, so I don't even want to even listen to it. But, you know... It's just something, another thing that they like to do to try to fucking suppress our voice. So there you go. All right, we'll talk uh, more on the other side, folks. 88. He took off with a gun. We didn't see him again for three months. And he's talking about robbing a bank. For one, I didn't think he would follow through because he was scared to death. Just before Christmas 1983, Bob Matthews followed through. All alone and armed, he walked into this bank north of Seattle and left with nearly $26,000, which he stashed in a child's trick-or-treat bag. Bob Matthews had good reason to smile again. of our 
hearts, one beat. 100 hearts, one beat. 10,000 hearts, one beat. We are born to fight and to die and to continue the flow, the flow of our people. Onward we will go, onward to the stars, high above the mud, the mud of yellow, black, and brown. So kinsman, duty calls. The future is now. So stand up like men and drive the enemy into the sea. Stand up like men and swear a sacred oath upon the green graves of our sires that you will reclaim what our forefathers discovered, explored, conquered, settled, built, and died for. Stand up like men and reclaim our soil. Look towards the stars and proclaim our destiny. Defeat never, victory forever.
song you just heard was nordic thunder with true heroes excellent tune so the next block we're gonna do i'm just gonna jump straight away into the music this time try to give you a little more music a little less of me talking for the next two or three blocks and then i'll start in on my rants all right so the next block is gonna be the metal rac block and the very first band is gonna be the legendary day of the sword with their song white supremacy it is RAC off the album Ear to Ear, released in 1995 by White Terror Records. Phenomenal tune, phenomenal band. Some of the some of the best music to come out of the 90s, I'm telling you. It's got the real revolutionary fire and spirit in it. And I mean, no wonder why the guy was involved in a lot of revolutionary type activities. So, all right. And then the next band is Xenophobia with their song Silent Brotherhood, and it is NSBM off the album Reclaiming Celtic Glory, sorry, Celtic Glory, released in 2006 by Athul Productions, Terror slash Terror Wolf Productions. Xenophobia is not to be confused with the newer NSM band Xenophobic. Well, they got two different names. So I guess you could mistake it, but uh, he just wanted to add that in there. The singer slash guitarist of Xenophobia is Warhead Jew Grinder. He is also the publisher of uh, Hatemonger Warzine, a NSBM fanzine. So that's more information for you. And he's also in another band called Flammable Hebrews and the hatecore band White Minority. He was featured in 2005 documentary White Terror, which I remember, and on June 5th, 2013, he was sentenced to two years in prison. Oh, yeah, that's this is, uh, I don't know who this dude is. That's Brian Maudry. I've talked about him a few times. So, yeah, okay, so this is Brian Maudry's band. He uh, he was on that White Terror documentary. He was the one that was talking to James Logs, and he was like the other creator that was in there when I was talking to James and showing him those pictures. He was the big dude that was standing there with him with a goatee and a beard. Yeah, June 5th, 2013, he got 10 years in prison for arson of his nigger neighbor's house. He also ended up, I don't know, I think part of the reason, I'd say some of it might have got more time in there because when he was in the Cook County Metropolitan Correctional Center or whatever they call it for like federal holding, Apparently, some he got into it with some niggers in prison or in that jail, and he beat a couple of them with a lock and a sock. So it probably didn't look the greatest when he went to court, and they were saying, well, he's out there beating these guys with locks and socks, the locks and socks, the locks and socks, the locks and socks. Before he goes on there, he's a real hate monger, you know? And I mean, to be fair, if anyone's ever been locked up, you know, you know, shit like that happens a lot, especially if this guy's got a high-profile case and shit where it's on the news constantly. They were probably giving him some shit, talking some smack, like, man, fuck you, cracker. Or, or maybe they actually made a move on him and tried doing something, and he heard that they was going to do it, and he was ready and had his lock in his sock and beat him. Because I think it was like two niggers that he beat with the lock at this thing at the time. I think it was, it was either he beat two niggers at that time or it was two separate incidents. I'm not 100% sure. But either way, he taught him a lesson, knocked out a couple of their teeth and shit, and they never uh, 
obviously bother them again. They learn to, to stay the fuck away and go mind their own damn business and stay in their lane, as the niggers like to say. <laughs> so, hell, Brian Baldry, he was a, he's still alive. I shouldn't say he was. He's still alive. He'll be getting out in uh, probably the next year or two because he got sentenced on 2013. He would have had some time credited and you're going to serve maybe 85% of your time. So he'll probably be getting out this year or next year if he isn't already out. So hell, Brian Maudry, hopefully you'll be out soon, brother, publishing or producing and publishing and putting out some more excellent music and doing more activism. So we hell you, brother, if you happen to catch this show. Like you say, hell, good work, and uh, we'll welcome welcome you back into society and welcome you back into the fold. Thanks, brother, for keeping the faith and, uh, you know, um, making sure you stood tall while you was uh, being locked away behind the wire. So good work, brother. All right, and uh, the next band is going to be Archivium with their song Bruder Swinging, and it is RAC and Metal from Hungary off the split with... Jogus on Vid Elam titled Vid Tovid Zazalat, released in 2014 by Loyalty Records. All right, so hopefully you guys enjoyed that black and uh, all that information about Brian and uh, his band Xenophobia and uh, Flammable Hebrews. <laughs> and he's, uh, and they did have the, the fanzine uh, too, so that's pretty cool. All right, dude was definitely really. Prolific, whatever. He was a real productive member. He was a, a really creative creator. You know, he was really putting in his work, trying to get uh, people waked up and doing everything he can to do it. So good for him. I'm glad to, he's going to be getting out soon. We need that kind of energy and enthusiasm and activism when other people, especially someone coming out right up, roaring and ready to go. So, like I said. Hell, Brian, we'll see you when you get out of here, brother. Welcome back. 88. David Lane, a member of the order old enough to have rooted for Hitler in World War II, was listening to Berg that night and phoned in. I think the Jews are still firmly in control of the Soviet Union. I think they're responsible for the murder of 50 million white Christians. You think so, huh? Yes, I do. I think, I think you're sick. I think you're pathetic. Real. I think your ability to reason and use any logic is a Why don't tragic. you put a Nazi on your program and then you have somebody... Can... Sir, you are a Nazi by your very own admission. That's Thanks right. so much. If he said that's right, you heard it. The order would not forget this confrontation. In June, David Lane and Bruce Pierce were reportedly part of a hit team assembled by Bob Matthews, who led them south to Denver to assassinate Alan Berg. It was just after 9 p.m. on June 18th when Alan Berg's VW Beetle made the turn off Colfax and headed up the street to his driveway. They watched as the VW passed by and pulled out after him. As Berg made the turn up his short driveway to his garage door, the other car blocked the road behind it. Instantly, 13 .45 caliber slugs burst from the automatic weapon. A silencer muffled the blast, and Berg was probably dead before he hit the ground.
river near an evil place To fight the legions of their enemy 30,000 down 300 men But by God's hand they saw victory On the frontier of the colony Men fought and died for freedom's sake Against all odds they overcame So we could be here today
Zsaguk szoros egységet alkott Ők nem csak beszéltek, de tettek is érte Hogy a fehér ember felébredjen végre Elemben megkapta, ami neki járt Testet 13 golyó járta át Sikeres akció, hoztak nekik hírnevet De Tomáti ne zárulása minden tökretet És David Lane Őrizzük őket szívük legmélyén Diétet minden tiszteletünk Brüdes Weiger nem feledünk Brüdes Weiger nem feledünk Brüdes Weiger nem feledünk song you just heard was Archivium with this, their song Bruder Swingin', dedicated obviously to the members of the Sound Brotherhood slash 
Bruder swinging, you know. So, okay. Uh, sorry, the next set is going to be a ballad, R.A.C. Black. And the very first song is going to be from Ian Stewart and Stigger with their song Gone with the Breeze. And it is a ballad off the album Patriotic Ballads, released in 1991 by Rocco Rama Records. The next song is Division S with N. Hilling uh, to Robert J. Matthews, which was RAC from Sweden. It was off the album Attack, released in 1994 by 88 Records. And the final song is from Bull Doc, Ode to Bob Matthews. Lyrics written by David Lane, another fellow member of the Silent Brotherhood, who obviously, I'm sure most of you know, passed a few years back and was also the creator and coined the term the 14 words that we all fight for. And uh, this is RAC from the Czech Republic, and it's off the album Creed of Iron, released and was, uh, sorry, released in 1998 by Highland Records. So there you go. We'll see you folks on the other side. See, that one was extremely short. So For Bob Matthews and his recruits in the Northwest, there would be no turning back. That July near Lake Mendocino in Northern California, in broad daylight, Matthews and 11 others lay in wait with automatic weapons. They'd been tipped off by a new member of the order who worked at Brinks. As an armored car labored slowly up this hill, they surrounded it with pickup trucks and flashed a threatening sign. It was Brinks guard Aaron Davis's first week on the job. I said, well, they're slowing down. I said, we have to go around them. And that's when that sign went up, get out or die. I said, well, it must be a joke until they stood up and shot fire. The armor-piercing shells passed easily through the bulletproof windshield. You think you're going to die? And, you know, hope it's over if you die, die quickly. We just formed a line from the, from the door of the truck to the pickup, and we just passed it. Matthews was in the vehicle, and I was in one of the lines. Bags of money. Bags of money. The pickups were abandoned a mile away, and all 12 order members escaped with $3.6 million, at the time the largest armored car heist in U.S. history. with the breeze Just like the leaves on the trees And gone are the times with your family With your family You left life behind You knew they had your never inside But there was no way that you would compromise No compromise You come with the breeze But you'll always be there with the breeze, but you left a lot of people that loved you. You come with the breeze, but we'll remember you. You stood against lies, and you will never hide. You stood face to face with the enemy, with the enemy. Against all the odds, dangers past. Be there on our mind. You come with the breeze. 
Well, it seems like we got a lot less blocks this week. I don't know if it's just the blocks are longer because the songs are longer. Possibly. I don't know. But whatever. Anyway, so before I get into the bands, this is going to be the second to last block. So I'm going to rant a little bit on these last two blocks. And then I uh, I know I'm, I shouldn't <laughs> I shouldn't have ranted so much. But I had to explain to you about who Brian was. Because he put that in there, and I was just looking at it, and I was like, oh, that's the black metal band dude was in. Okay. So I never listened to it, because I'm not huge into black metal. I mean, honestly, I like like thrash metal, death metal. I like that sound better. I've never really... I tried getting into black metal, but there's only a few of them that I like, and most of them, most people that are like hardcore black metal people would probably be like, ah, that band sucks. You know, they're too technical and all this other stuff. And it's like, well, I kind of like the band to be semi-proficient in its musical stylings, you know, uh, I like, you know, I'm sure I listen to Oi and some of that stuff's pretty basic three chord Oi that you hear, but you can understand and like, I don't know, I can understand them better. It's, uh, to me, it just sounds like they're singing like more understandably, whereas some of them, I don't know, black metal, they screech to this you know, they want to have that unholy sound where they're screeching and just, ah, you know, and it's like, yeah, that's a style of music. I just don't particularly care for that style of singing that much. Some of it sounds good. Some guys can pull it off, but a lot of them can't, and it just sounds horrible. You know, just like there's a lot of people in black metal that try to do the growl and get that, you know, sound going, and a lot of those guys just can't do it, and it just sounds like shit, so, you know. And I'm not saying that there ain't, there's, you know, obviously plenty of OI REC bands out there as well that their singers are god-awful, you know, but people still like them just because of the style of music and their singing. So, you know, it's, it is what it is. To each their own, it's not my particular style of music that I really, really enjoy. I like more of a thrash metal, hardcore metal, stuff like that as opposed to black metal. But there are some black metal bands that I, I've listened to a few times, but I'm like, oh, yeah, this guy's bad, you know, like, I don't know who was I thinking of, uh, I want to say Immortal, I heard some of their latter stuff that sounded good to me, and some of that stuff from, like, Enslaved and Emperor was pretty decent, I liked them too, I thought they were pretty good, Immortals, out of the old NSBM stuff, I mean, I listened to a lot of old Varg stuff, and I just was not digging it, you know, I was just like, eh. You know, so I mean, I guess it depends on the band. Like I said, to me, it's the musical quality and style. I want it to actually sound decent, you know, and sound better, better production. You know, I know a lot of that's the whole point of black metal is supposed to be low key, not just big fancy production, whatever. But you know, hey, <laughs> what he wants? That's just I like to hear something that I think I can listen to. It sounds better. So, anyways, now I've done wasted a bunch of time on that instead of talking about what I was going to talk about, which was things that were happening in the political sphere. So I'll try to make it a little bit short. I've been seeing a lot of, uh, well, just recently something popped up in my Google news feed about uh, unrest and how the election results and Trump constantly calling it out for the fraud that it is that that's going to destabilize the country and all this other shit. And it's like, well, you know, maybe if you didn't do it and the guy would have just said, all right, fuck it, and went away quietly and just said, sure, you won, then maybe you would have had a point. But I still think there had been too many people out there that would have called it 
for the bullshit it was. And I'm like, yeah, this is just garbage. There's no way to happen. He didn't magically, this other guy didn't magically get hundreds of thousands, 100,000 plus votes in like five minutes. Just pops an hour or two. It's like, bam, all these votes going for this other guy. So, you know, obviously people aren't stupid. You can see what's going on. It's pretty blatant and obvious when they're pulling suitcases full of votes and everything else out from under a table. Come on, man. We're not fucking stupid. You know, people can see with their own goddamn eyes. And despite the media tells you, it's, you see with your own lying eyes. But that's the greatest part of this whole entire experience. So I know I got friends of mine that are more hardcore and think, oh, well, you know, the election don't matter. It ain't shit. Who gives a fuck? It's like, it did matter. It does help because even if Trump is a fucking shill for Israel and shit, which I'm not going to deny he is, but he's never you know, blatantly come out and try to defend white folks and stuff like that. You know, he does it a subtle kind of underhanded way, you know, when he's campaigning type shit, and then he'll quickly backpedal, at least since he's been president. Now, before, when he was running on the trail, it was a lot better, and he didn't backpedal as much, but he never was our guy. He never was, and I don't know why so many people were fucking surprised when he was still doing what the Jews told him to do and didn't really do shit for the white people. But the point is, I mean... He did the, the unemployment thing. That was the biggest thing he accomplished was trade deficit and getting more people employed and less jobs shipped overseas. So, yeah, that was good for the U.S., but it wasn't really good for our people in the long run because it just simply made it less of a need to take this guy, take, you know, take this corrupt system and tear it to the ground when there's too many people that are comfortable and have influence and money and power in this society they're like oh you know i I don't want to fucking see the whole house of cards tumble and i want to continue to do well and you know my kids are going to do well and even though my grandkids might be a totally hated minority in the country at least me and my children will do well i mean it's probably not people really thinking it like that but they you got you know you got to feed your family you got to feed your kids and your wife and stuff like that that's your immediate need and after that you start thinking about the other things unfortunately you know, to be able to feed your family, having the society collapse is going to be a hard thing for you and not obviously something you really want to have you, you people and kids, you know, your children, your wife and everyone else to go through. It's not something you really want them to go through, you know, but <clears throat> it's going to happen. And if it doesn't happen, then it's going to be worse off for the generations in the future, far worse. But anyways, my point was is that uh, Trump... And the elections and the whole thing that happened, it just kept exposing, and it keeps exposing how fake and false the media is. Like I said, you're seeing it on TV. You're seeing these people pulling stuff out, all these ballots, and start counting them. You know, and it's like, who am I going to believe? The lying media that keeps telling me that uh, I'm not... uh, seeing what I'm seeing, that this is a total illusion and that I'm somehow my eyes are deceiving me, you know, or the shit that's happening, the newest thing with uh, Portland having the Red House autonomous zone, right? That fucking shit where they blocked off several blocks and apparently it keeps growing and they're running the cops off. I mean, literally seeing this thing where these niggers are yelling at cops talking about I'm going to knock them out and they're throwing shit and the cops go tuck tail and run the fuck out of there, you know? So, yeah, shit like that happening all the time, and it's spreading. I mean, that's kind of shit unless they bring the fucking hammer down. You know, those niggers are just getting more and more bold. I mean, they got really super bold over the summer 
like thinking I'm invincible, the cops ain't going to do shit to me, because if they do, I can scream racism and make millions of fucking dollars. So that's the fucking future that we're heading for. And I mean, you know, what's next, man? Reparations. That's what'll be next. They'll be talking about reparations. They're going to be demanding and you're going to be seeing it coming out of your fucking paycheck. And you're going to be paying for these lazy fucking niggers that sit on their ass and smoke a bunch of fucking dope, play video games, and try fucking banging your daughters and shit and your nieces and nephews and everything else, right? So there you go. That's fucking what's happening. Well, I should say nephews unless they're faggot niggers. But whatever. The point is, you get what I'm saying. It's, it's very obvious to these and anyone that's... Um, I guess got the courage and conviction can understand why Robert Matthews warned about this and he was a great example for our future generations of things to look forward to. I mean, this new society and the way things are going might have a much better chance of having a much more sustained, widespread rebellion like something that would have happened in Ireland and the early uprisings that they had, you know. So we'll see. Hopefully it doesn't end for us like it did the Irish when their first few hundred uprisings and more for what happened with them in 1918 all right let me get to the music i'm gonna have to cut away on this because i'm trying not to make this super long and then the next rant will be a little bit longer we're about the same all right so the very first band is going to be the legendary midtown boot boys with their song free the order it is rac off the album the time has come which was released in 1994 by white terror records excellent tune awesome and then the next band is Heisel with their song Black Bannered Legions. And those, it's a song, it was uh, written by David Lane, so that's awesome. I know there's one from Swatska, but I forgot what the name of it was, so I wasn't, or no, I remembered the name of it, I just forgot to send him that song for part of our list before we made it, so unfortunately that was my fault. Sorry, folks. All right, so anyways, Black Bannered Legions with lyrics by David Lane, and it's uh, R.A.C. from Sweden, it was off the album Must Mott. Stan, released in 1998 by Nordland Records. And then the next band, the final band in the block, is going to be Men Against Time with their song Man Against Time, which is a cover from Rahoa, and it is RAC from Sweden, Germany, off the album If This Is The Way It Ends, released in 2013 by PC Records. This band is a project of Victor of Ferox and Barney of... I don't know, I can't pronounce that, something... And Harmer of Magog, I guess is the name of it. So if I best pronounce it, sorry, dude, but <laughs> that was like, what in the hell is this word? In this? Sorry. So that's it for this block. We'll see folks on your side. 88. Bob Matthews knew the authorities were closing in, but he was so busy looking for the enemy behind every tree, he missed the traitor standing right next to him. Now the story of how the FBI was able to track down and infiltrate this band of terrorists. It began when Tom Martinez, the man who had helped the order launder that counterfeit money, was arrested on the East Coast. Martinez agreed to cooperate with the FBI. He told them the order was responsible for the Brinks robbery and for the murder of Alan Byrne. Most importantly, he agreed to take them to the order's leader, Bob Matthews.
the flag, oh so we're black Keep the memory alive Black lollies of gold and ivory
she felt The cause of our rage In a moment of glory At the crest of the wave Like a comet you burn Like a tempest you rage As a hero of the people You suffer to save As a man against time It was so bizarre In the mist of tomorrow You shine like a star In a vision of legends And martyrs of far Like a prophet and a soldier We know just who you are Oh man Against time You lived and you fought Until you died just for your cause In this hour of pain Like a cloud that gives life To the field with its rain By the hope and the legacy Of our kin born again Destiny called you To rise above men And up did you rise A hero was born A man that we love And cherish and mourn A legend in time A bringer of storm A vanguard of promise In a world that we scorned Old man Against time You live and then you fought Until you die just for your cause Old man Against time Old man Against time Wherever that I go Will I persuade or am I In touch with your dream As a nightmare unfolds And the white children scream You were baptized in flames You died to defend In the fire that claimed you Clutching fate till the end I will hold your great memory Alive in my soul I will teach your proud name To all that I know I will live to complete The task you began As a worthy and righteous and noble white man Oh, man, against time You live and then you fall until you die just for your cause Oh, man, against time Oh, man, against time Wherever that I go
lift till they dance When our people are free Free to rejoice To be proud and believe You would be like a god Unto our fair kind Robert Matthews and Magenstein Oh man It's time You live and then you fall Until you die just for your song we just heard was uh uh sorry it was many it's time with their song man against time which is an actual cover from rahoa that i think the whole cd was and they just redid it but uh it was a good good tune so we're gonna go with that all right so then the next block's gonna be an rac block so i'm gonna talk a little bit about some other stuff what I've seen in the news, um, I guess I'll go ahead and talk about this. As I was saying earlier, my YouTube channel had been took down, and I'd seen that one of my previous guests was on a, is trending, or I don't know if it's trending on Twitter, but it popped up in my Facebook feed, and then I had Jay Haight actually send me a link to it too, so I don't know if he got to trend it on his Twitter or whatever, but uh, <clears throat> oh, Kel... Kenny Loeffler, or whatever her name is, that Senate candidate that's running down in Georgia. Loeffler, I know is her last name. I don't know what the fuck her first name is. But who cares? She's unimportant. But one of my old guests, Chester, was uh, Chester Doles, was uh, apparently took a picture of himself with her, and now they're making a huge fucking rigmarole about it, saying how it's so horrible that this fucking neo-Nazi KKK member, former Klan's leader, and all this other shit how horrible it was that she was seen in public with him and dared to take a picture of someone that was supporting her campaign that has such a sword, sword past. You know, I mean, he didn't post anything like, yeah, we're taking America back from all the communist niggers and Jews. It was just uh, something like fighting, we're fighting communism, you know, together or something. I mean, you know, very non, you know what I mean, just a, basic thing, you know, fighting communism, which most people used to be pretty uh, acceptable type of a thing. I mean, you could look back in the eighties and see that, uh, there was a time when you had several Klansmen along with some other national socialists that gunned down some fucking communist, like the, they were communist party of America people back in like 1980. No, sorry, 1979 in Greenville, North Carolina. So, you know, I mean, it, it didn't used to be that long ago. To, not really. I mean, in the grand scheme of things, I mean, yes, that was 41 years ago, but it was still something where people, if you watch the old interviews of this, it's like they asked people around the Greensville, Greenville, South Carolina area, like, oh, my God, this was, can't believe this happened. What, What's your thoughts on it? And everyone was like, well, pfft. You know, what they expect, they were talking shit about debt to the Klan and they're a bunch of communists, so they got what the fuck they deserved. You know, they they poked that bear and they got shot, and now they're trying to cry about it. So, you know, <clears throat> it's one of those things that, uh, 
back in the day, it used to be something, especially in places like, you know, in the south down there, they, you know, you'd fuck with the wrong people, and uh, you ended up swinging at the end of the rope. No one was really too surprised about it. No one really gave a shit because, you know, you're. it's like all these communists. It's, I just see see this article, what I believe I was talking about earlier, but I might not have been where they were crying about how the political discourse has gotten so toxic in this country, and it's all because of Trump and those Republicans and those evil white supremacists, you know, like the Proud Boys, you know, you know what I mean, like, the fuck are they talking about? What kind of crack do these people smoke before they write these articles? Because it's the dumbest shit I ever read. But they're, like, doing all this shit talking about how we're the ones fucking causing all this fucking chaos and this strife and all this hatred and all the tensions and all this, uh, you know, the country's about to erupt and all these civil unrest and possible civil war because... God, you know, it's all because of Trump and people like him and other Republicans that are out there somehow quietly endorsing and making accusations about f- voter fraud, which was totally not real and it's totally unsubstantiated claims according to the media, you know. And it's like, what kind of goddamn clown world do you think we live in? Like I said on the previous rant, we can all see with our own two eyes what's happening. And it's not. The fraud thing is a totally separate issue, but, like, we can see the main reason why this shit's happening. Here's Here was the crux of what they were talking about. They were whining about supposedly people that were getting sick and tired of these COVID uh, lockdowns and these people closing all their businesses and mass mandates and closing the schools and all this other shit they've been doing. That they're acting like, oh my god, these people are so irresponsible. They're going to cause violence. And there, there was a hundred people outside the Idaho courthouse when we were trying to pass this mass mandate, and they were beating on people's, knocking on people's doors, and screaming at them, and uh, outside their house with bullhorns. And like, geez, I wonder where they learned those tactics from. Why could it have been your peaceful fucking protest of this summer, the the summer of love when you were burning down all these streets? I mean, at least all they're doing is outside fucking protests and stop the steal and, you know, stuff like that. They're not actually doing anything to you fucking cocksuckers. They're not, you know, attempting to fucking cause you harm, you know, and they haven't gone and burned down buildings in your neighborhood like what happened with the guy in Milwaukee where that mob of niggers came to his house and then somebody ended up setting a fire. Now, this was a previous incident that that same mob of niggers, the guy that organized the thing, ended up going to some other house in some other neighborhood in Milwaukee and ended up getting uh, accusing some dude of fucking kidnapping some little nigglets and uh, turned out the fucking nigglets were off hanging out with one of their friends or whatever, but... They burnt down this dude's fucking garage, or maybe they burnt down his entire house. I can't remember, but they burnt down something. So they go to this other guy's house, accuse him, say he's a white supremacist because of some nigger claiming that he was just yelling racial slurs at him and waving a Confederate flag outside his house or some bullshit, whatever. You know what? I don't know. Who gives a fuck? It's not really important. The important part is they came to town. They came to his neighborhood. They're out there you know, a couple hundred deep or at least a few dozen deep minimum outside of his house for hours, barbecuing, yelling bullhorns, all that shit. Whereas I'm going to guess these protests that happened outside the politician's house wasn't like an all day, all night affair. It was probably like a few minutes to a few hours at most. 
Unless, of course, they shut down their business because then it's like, we just shut down that person's livelihood, so what else are they going to do? They got nothing to do now. Now they're just trying to get their business back open. So anyways, the point is, <clears throat> the point was, is they were whining and bitching and crying about the, the shit like that, and it's like targeting politicians, they were saying, and targeting health officials. Like, gee, I kind of remember the fucking commies, you know, these leftists and Antifa doing this for the last couple of years. I remember when they were outside Tucker Carlson's house screaming at him and when they went and ran like Ted Cruz out of a fucking uh, dining establishment and they were harassing that house uh, education secretary. There was Antifa outside of Mitch McConnell's house. I mean, they've just been doing this shit consistently for the last couple of years, you know, at least where they've been outside these people's houses harassing them. The, the Portland commie mayor uh, or commie sympathizer, he wasn't a far enough left for him. They've been outside of his apartment building. I remember when they set the bottom of his uh, apartment building on fire, you know? So it's like, yeah, this is a little bit different. They haven't escalated nowhere near that level and shit. They haven't done anything like that. They're just letting you know that they're angry and they're getting sick of it and it's, it's coming to a wit's end. So... The point is, is when I've talked about this before, about civil unrest and revolution, civil war and things of that nature, it's like, this is the way that I keep, this is the reason why I keep thinking that it's just around the corner because of shit like this with them, you know, gaslighting as everyone likes to call it. I'm, you know, whatever, I'll go ahead and use the term because I think it's appropriate that they've been gaslighting them, telling them this is what you're actually doing when in reality it's them that's been doing the shit and now they're starting to fight back and they're freaking the fuck out about it. But, you know, the thing is, is a lot of that civil unrest and fighting back is not going to happen when people have a chance to work and, like I said before, earn a living, keep the food on the table. But once people are no longer have nothing to lose, they don't have food on the table, their kids are sitting there crying because they're fucking hungry, then, yeah, now you're going to start actually seeing those people, those white you know, these blue-collar white people, middle class, and the white-collar, probably not white-collar, but you know what I'm saying, right? The majority of the white folks that are going to be starving to death, they're going to be coming out in the streets starting to do shit. That's the real time when you see white people actually taking the street. I don't think anything is going to drive them out into the streets before then. It's going to have to be a pretty much a choice of there's nothing left to lose, unfortunately, because too many white people... We're civilized. This is our civilization. We built it. The reason why the niggers and the despicks and the rest of them have no problem with burning down the cities and having no no care about any kind of law and order and civilization is because it's not what they're used to. It's not the kind of mode that they live in. I mean, <clears throat> anyone that's ever been locked up can tell you, if you got some place where there's niggers overwhelming in, say, the prison or jail and they actually run shit, it's fucking absolute chaos and just retarded. But you get the white folks that are running shit, or even the specs will run shit. They'll have some kind of order. Civilization will have something happening to where there has to be order of some sort where people are going to follow rules and do certain things, whereas if it's someplace where no one's in control or the guards are in control or the niggers are in control, it's fucking chaos and madness. And it's a fucking type of place where it's you're fucking shanked up all the time, ready to fucking, you know what I mean, ready to ready to battle. So the point is, our people aren't really as I guess much into the chaos, and the ones that are, 
are really super chaotic, I think, are more hanging out with the anarchists anyways because those people they can see are actually really getting more accomplished towards destroying civilization and getting everything tore down, you know, I mean, because that's what the ultimate goal for them is. I don't think that these nihilists have any other goal other than just see it all burned and, you know, a lot of them are insane, it seems to me. I mean, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they have an actual plan. I know the communists got a plan, but there's plenty of anarchists amongst those Antifa types. And, you know, I don't know. It's it's one of those things that I think about, but unfortunately it looks to me like for our side to really go over the edge and really start fighting back on this, it's going to take the whole goddamn economy collapsing and people start to starving, which, you know, is a very real possibility of what could be happening here in the future. I mean, now, you know, to also temper this, they have said that these vaccine for the Wu flu is here finally, and, uh, you know, you're going to be able to get your own very own vaccine for the Shanghai shivers in no time, you know, by the time Biden gets to swear himself into office in January, if he does. But and if that happens or whatever if it doesn't happen, even if, you know what I'm saying? So the point is, is supposedly that's when the vaccines, we're already supposed to be getting some of it in the next couple of days where they're going to start putting out this vaccine. So now all of a sudden, you know, in the next couple of months, probably the next month or two, they're going to say, oh, well, you know, COVID's gone. We got the vaccine. Everything's good. But are they going to pass more of these massive trillion-dollar-plus bills that who's going to pay for it type shit? I mean, and, and you know, then when you get him, you know, when you get them back in office, their dream plans are obviously going to bankrupt the fucking country. I mean, it's just inevitable if they really go through with all the stuff they're talking about they're shipping out the jobs so you know who's going to be left i mean even if it's just the working class whites and lower middle class whites that no longer have jobs to go forward to you're talking tens of millions of white people that are going to have no options and no hope and they're going to be ready for and ripe for that revolution so don't lose faith don't worry that there's you know even though it looks pretty grim and it looks like people are just going to stay asleep and never fucking get their shit never get their head out of their own ass trust me just give it time have patience and just keep building up your arsenals and preparing and doing your own like you know growing food in your house and whatever whatever you're going to do to help survive make your own bug out bags whatever you know just just be prepared try to build your community and make sure you got a solid group of friends that you can find to do this stuff with i know i've repeated this hundreds of times on this show but i still believe that's a good way forward to building up local community and doing stuff like that because I think voting is a complete waste of time, and we ain't got enough time left in this country to be able to vote any of our people in the office. And even if we did, they would be in such small numbers it wouldn't make a difference. Our best bet would be to concentrate in a few states and try to take over that politically. But, I mean, we can't even get people to take over neighborhoods and cities, you know, or go move to small towns. And if they did do that, then you got a media catches wind of it, and bam, they're going to try running you out of there, so... All right, I'm just going to get to the songs now. Sorry, that was a very long rant. I didn't mean to make it so long, so here we go. All right, the very first band is going to be the Legendary Fortress with their song Ideals and a RAC off the album Seize the Day, and it was released in 1993 by Rocco Ram Records. And the reason why I wanted to include this one is because in the song itself it talks about being inspired 
by our martyrs, which, you know, Robert Matthew and all the men in the Brutus Swing and our martyrs and POWs, and except for Frank, who's out, and he still inspires us because he was a true hero, too. So, the next band is going to be from our buddy Glenn with Battlefront, his band Battlefront, with their song Robert J. Matthews, and they are RAC from Canada, and it's off the album Into the Storm, released in 1999 by Panzerfaust Records. And uh, hell, Glenn, good job, buddy, appreciate it. And then the final one will be No Remorse with the song Hell the Order, and they are RAC from Britain, and it's off the album This Time or Worse. Ugh, Jesus, This Time the World, released in 1989 by Rebels Europeans. Sorry about stuttering there on the last bit. <clears throat> I was trying to get all those songs out there so you guys can listen to it. So that's a long rant. Hopefully you guys will stick around, listen to the rant, and stick around for the last three songs. So, hell Bob Matthews, hell all the men of the Silent Brotherhood. Until next week, folks, just remember that to be inspired by men like men of, you know, men of courage, men against time like Robert Matthews, George Lincoln Rockwell, Dr. Pierce, obviously Uncle Dolph, uh, you know, Rudolph Hess, all the fucking greats throughout history, Eric Banks, Joe Rowan, all these guys have stood and stood tall, and we want to stand on, we're standing on their shoulders to reach the newest heights in the next. So <clears throat> just wait, bide, prepare, get prepared and ready for when our time comes to rise to the challenge. So until next week, folks, we'll see you. This has been Mad Mark and Jay Hate. See you next week, 88. Continue to negotiate with the uh, subject or subjects in the House as of about five minutes ago. Over the next 32 hours, the FBI tries to get Matthews to surrender. Ron Edwards from the county sheriff's office listens to the bizarre negotiations. One of the things that, that he wanted was that all of the blacks be put on boats and shipped back to Africa. By the next afternoon, Matthews is refusing to talk anymore. Five SWAT team officers storm into the house, only to find him barricaded on the second floor. When Matthews opens fire with an assault rifle, Manus and Edwards are right outside. I saw bullets splattering through the wall directly over my head. The roar of the weapon that Matthews was using was, it was unbelievable. Well, I've been involved in gun battles during my tenure in the FBI, but never anything like this. After 10 minutes, the SWAT team is ordered back. A second gun battle erupts that night when a helicopter is called in. And then there was silence. A decision is made. Flares will be used to light up the ground floor. A fire begins, then spreads. The whole time the house was burning, he was still firing. Uh, he wouldn't give up. The leader of the order never emerges from the safe house. I will never submit, nor surrender to my kinsmen. Ten remain silent and were convicted, including Randy Dewey, who received 100 years. Richard Kemp, who once called Bob Matthews his mentor. Kemp was sentenced to 60 years. And Bruce Pierce, for his role in the orders on the other including the murder of Alan Byrne, he eventually was sentenced to 252 years. So essentially, you gave your life for this. Yes. And that's what happened. In the end, we're going to win. 